This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. Happy New Year. And uh, I'm glad that you guys have come back to listen to another episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. I'm very excited about this one. I've had this guest on before. He was actually my very first wrestling guest that I ever had on here. And that's Luke Langley. He was uh, a lot of fun to talk with and a great guy to just bring on the show just to talk about all kinds of things. We talk about metal music a lot at the very beginning of this, but we get into other things like OKX and um, maybe some people to be watching out for in the future when it comes to wrestling. I know that he um, has a hand in training some of the ones up there towards Kansas City. So we talk about that and all kinds of other great stuff. I'm very excited to be back to be making episodes again. It was kind of weird not making them, you know, for that little amount of time, but now I am back where I'm supposed to be at making content for you guys, and I hope that you really enjoy it. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Luke Langley episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. You're bloody welcome. You know. <laughs> hey, Dad. If I get my hand stuck in a pickle jar, I'm straight up bull in a china shop, just swinging around. Started writing songs when I was about 12 or so. Seriously? They're retrofitting me now. And I'm like, yes, finally. I also had the opportunity to go train with Voice uh, Gracie and uh, Dan Saffron. Wow. I like that. That's different. Stands out. That day I took my very first bump and it was fun. There's only one section to go to first. The toys. Bro. I was like, no, man. Surely this guy's not worked out that long. (laughs) I haven't laughed that hard since I was a little girl. What? Man, this guy will shut up. And just a reminder before we get started here, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to iGadap wherever it is you're listening to. Hit that notification bell so you are notified when a new episode drops. Also, make sure that you go out there and rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think of it. And the more people that do that, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody else. Now, on to the show. All right, everybody. I am really excited about this. Uh, this is actually my first recording that I'm doing uh, in 2024. And I'm bringing back a guest that I had on in my first four episodes, I believe, for the show. He was actually my first wrestler that I ever had on here. Um, He was in the main event of my very first independent wrestling show that I went to. And I've got to know him a little bit. You know, I've got to talk to him backstage at different shows. And I'm really excited to have him on. He is the Mid-States heavyweight champion. And I'm talking about Luke Langley. Man, how are you today? I am great, Jared. Good to be back with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Uh, I know we were talking before and everything, but, you know, uh, New Year, it's it's a little different now that I'm older. I told you, you know, I stayed up till midnight, but I went to bed immediately and was just like, ah, you know, it's it's not the same as maybe when I was in my 20s. No, I feel you. Like, uh, like I said, I was uh, sound asleep by eleven o'clock or so uh, <laughs> after a, you know, a rigorous evening uh, on the couch watching some Hulu with the girlfriends. So, yeah, it was uh, 
it was not a uh, a barn burner of a, a New Year's Eve for yours truly. <laughs> I get that. I, I actually think we were had Hulu playing. She's rewatching. Uh, my wife's rewatching a show that I think was on in the early two thousands, but I, I don't know. It it it's a lot. It's been on the TV for the last few days. Uh, so I try to block it out, but I'm pretty sure that it was, you know, something on Hulu that we were watching as well. Right. On. We're making our way through this big sky show, which uh, I honestly can't decide if the show is good or not. Like there are some episodes where like, okay, I would definitely want to see what happens next. But like yeah. when I think of all the shows that I'd, I want to watch and like that I hear are great that I'm behind on catching up on. Like, yeah. The fact that we're spending so much time with this uh, makes me feel a little guilty. Although Jinder Mahal was a uh, was a henchman in it for a couple episodes before they killed him off. So, oh a really? Connection at least, yeah. Okay, and, and a recent one too. You know, uh, he did a really good job at hyping up the crowd last night on Raw uh, to get the Rock team out there. That's what I hear. I, I did not actually see it. I I caught just that part. I mean, uh, of the show, and I mean. I was wondering what was going to happen, you know, because they said that they were going to have, you know, a previous uh, heavyweight champion on the show and all that. So I was wondering. And then he came out there and he started talking about USA and all that. I thought for sure he was going to announce his uh, uh, run for president because the way he was talking, because uh, he kept talking about like uh, the USA and, you know, being proud to be an American and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm, I, I wonder, because I know he's been talking about that in the news and stuff a little bit. Well, you know, I'd, I'd probably vote for him, you know, just to, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, just move the story along. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, I mean, uh, Jen, you said Jenner Mahal was in the story uh, that, you, that you're watching. Uh, you said it's called Big Sky. Yeah, it's like uh, this, these like two uh, women private investigators. Ah. Uh, in montana and okay there's also yeah it's uh it's worth checking out i suppose i think the first season is probably the strongest but then it, the, they get too many side characters and there's too many like you know tangential yeah. things going on but you know again i'm not <laughs> even sure if the show is good or not but at this <laughs> point we're two seasons in and we might as well finish it so what kind of stuff do you like to watch you know I'm the kind of guy where, like, I have to, like, really commit to, like, watching a show because I know I'm going to, like, binge it all. I can't just, like, sample stuff. So um, I I tend to be, uh, like, behind a little bit on, like, a lot of the prestige TV stuff. Um, I think before I got into this with The Girlfriend, I think The Last of Us was the last show that I watched. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little behind on that, but I was able to, you know binge all of that and you know a couple of weeks um that was a good you know, one. really 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 good um uh really good video game too obviously but yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh the way they adapted that i need to get caught up on low-key season two i know i'm way behind on that because i really enjoyed the first season of low-key but yeah um i think before uh the last of us i think succession was my my big binge you know and that obviously just wrapped up earlier i guess you know back in the middle of 2023 but that that was a great show i don't think i've watched that one. Oh yeah it's just like uh you know i guess the way i've heard it described is like 
as as if you're watching the Fox News Empire by way of King Lear. You know, it's there's Oh, okay. this this you know this media tycoon, and it just follows him, and then his you know fucked up kids basically as they as they as they swim in his wake. <laughs> uh, have you gotten into watching the boys or Gen V or any of that? Oh yeah, I did. Get, I I finally watched the boys season three. I Okay. think before Succession, so season three a little more uneven. Um, Yeah. but yeah, I I really dig the boys. Um, the guy who uh, who wrote that uh, comic that that show's based on, Garth Ennis, uh, back in the mid to late nineties, he wrote uh, Preacher, which is like Mm -hmm. probably Yeah. my favorite my favorite comic series ever. Um. So it's cool to see him get more stuff out there. But yeah, I love the boys. I just love the concept of like, you know, all the superhero tropes kind of being flipped on their head and like they're actually like sociopaths basically. <laughs> well, I mean, they they kind of bring it to um, I was talking to Angel. Uh, Camacho on here about that and the Yeah. way he put it is it, it, it's like the real you know they deal Yeah. with real issues and stuff you know I mean some of them are drug addicts you know or they make mistakes they're and it, I love that that you know that they just kind of bring all of that stuff in they screw Right. up all the time Right. It's like just because you have super speed or, you know, can talk to fish like you don't have like all the same personality defects that exist yeah <laughs> in like every other human, you know. <laughs> the uh yeah i mean episode one i mean the first what five minutes of the show the speedster's running through somebody because he you know was going too fast and wasn't seeing where he was Yeah. going you know Yeah, and the girl because explodes he was yeah, because he was running to get his fix, you yeah know, not even chasing the bad guy. yeah yeah no i've i've really enjoyed that one and uh i know eric kripke has a lot to do with it and he's you know he was the one who started my probably my favorite TV show, which is Supernatural. And so I uh, I followed because I knew that he was doing this as well. Right. And doesn't uh, I, I see so many people put over Supernatural to me and I've never Yeah. watched it, but I know that uh, is it Jensen Ackles is he Yes. the, the actor from that. So Yeah. he shows up in season three of the boys Yep. and then he just showed up in big sky too. And I'm like, Oh. uh, yeah, it, like the last episode of season two, like he shows up and he's like this Texas sheriff or something. And I'm like, bullshit, you're fucking soldier boy. <laughs> yeah uh well i mean he's from texas too though so i mean he probably Okay. was able to pull that off really well but uh yeah jensen ackles uh he's he's great at pretty much all things that he does so i, I was really happy uh seeing him come on the show and then uh there's a couple other ones that show up i will say this about supernatural i'm a fan of all 15 seasons but The first five, if you can watch the first five, that was his original concept for the show. And if they would have ended it at the end of season five, it would have been perfect. Okay, so it's kind of like The Office, where like like it, Yeah. it kept going, just kind of on momentum because we liked the characters, but they'd kind of covered all the narrative ground, really. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they uh, the fans loved it so much and it was such a big deal for WB. They just get I guess it's not WB anymore. It's a uh, CW. And Sure. uh, they were making so much money off of it. They, you know, tripled what the amount that he actually had planned for. Because like I said, it was 15 seasons. And the original uh, Eric Kripke only had five seasons planned out for the show. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I will, even though there's there's crappy parts in, you know, the later seasons, I still love it. It's one of my favorite shows. 
In fact, my wife for Christmas got me the, uh, one of the big things on there is the, uh, their car, you know, they call it baby. And, uh, so she actually got me a replica of their license plate that I put up on my wall over here. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're Kansas. So it's got, uh, they're from Lawrence and everything. So it's got the oh, Kansas so license plate up down there. the road. Yeah. yeah. Is it the one with the state seal or is it the one with the wheat? It's the one with the wheat. Okay. Like kind of the blue sky and the wheat. Yep. Yep. It's that one. Okay. And, that was, that was like what I had, like my like first truck. Okay. What? So what was your first truck? Oh, it was a, uh, 07 Toyota Tacoma. I bought it nice. New Year's day of 07. It was like the super bone stock, you know, two door bench uh-huh. seat, uh, roller windows. Um, I bought it with, uh, the money I saved up working at Dairy Queen in high school. I was like, it was like the middle of my freshman year of college, but okay, uh, yeah, my, my, you know, my dad helped me out a little bit too, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my like first probably big boy purchase. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good purchase. I mean, I, I bet that truck probably lasted a very long time. Yeah. Well, my dad still has it. I, oh, I really? Sell it back to him eventually. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to be able to borrow a truck, you know? And, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it uh, served me well the first uh, several years of my wrestling career too. That was uh, that was my chariot. Okay, yeah. Right, so it's got plenty of miles and plenty of stories then. Indeed. So, like I said earlier on here, you know, the very first time I had you on here, I was extremely nervous. I I think, like I said, it was probably episode four or something, and uh, we talked a lot about. Um, you know, the different titles that you had had. I'd never talked to anybody in wrestling and you gave me some advice and I've probably told you this before and everything, but I just wanted to tell you again, thank you for the advice that you gave me because it has helped so much on being able to talk to people because I had never done anything like this before. It was a new project for me, but your advice actually helped me to progress in this quite a ways. Oh, the, that's, that's very kind of you to say. I'm, I'm glad it was, uh, helpful uh sometimes you gotta watch it with the unsolicited (laughs) advice unsolicited advice you know but uh, (laughs) i'm glad that uh it was useful for you and uh you know ultimately like what the fuck do i know i don't have a podcast so (laughs) who who, who am i to tell anybody what to do but uh, i'm glad that it was helpful and i uh the the episodes that i've listened to since then you can tell you you've improved a lot as an interviewer and you're a lot more comfortable behind the mic so uh kudos to you for keeping it going and getting the reps in well, thank you so much. You know, uh, this is something, uh, it's become very much a passion for me. I love doing this. Uh, I took two weeks off and I felt like I was lost in those two weeks. So, uh, it's, it's good to get back behind the mic and get on here and talk. And, uh, I, my dad always has been told that he has the gift of gab and I guess I got it from him. You know, he's a pastor of a church. So that'll do, you know, it. I, I mean, I, I kind of grew up behind the microphone, so I guess it was kind of meant to be for me doing something with the mic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a lot of like super introverted withdrawn pastors. So I can no, see that. no, um, I never met a stranger and my wife is very much a introvert and she doesn't like attention drawn to her like at all. And, um, so it, it's always fun when she goes out with me in public. Well, I'm sure. I mean, you're a you know a fun dude. You know, why, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> so, just getting to to know you over the last, I guess it's been about two years since I uh, first met you. 
Um, I, I've, I've learned that you like to um, listen to a whole, take somebody's, uh, a band's music and rate them. Uh, I've seen many lists that you've put out on uh, Facebook and things like that. What made you start deciding, you know what, I'm going to do this and uh, give my uh, review on all of those? Man, honestly, I I don't really know. I think like, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago at this point, but like I just randomly decided like uh, uh, Iron Maiden is one of my favorite bands and I just like yeah. randomly decided like I'm going to listen to all of their albums in a row because they had just released their last album, uh, Sinjutsu. Uh -huh. And I was just like, you know what? I've really done a good Iron Maiden binge in a while. Let's just listen to them all at once. <laughs> um, and uh, then when I was done, I just like, I thought I had kind of my definitive, like, you know, ranking, you know, uh, of the all 17 albums, I think. And I just put it on Facebook and, uh you know a couple of people liked it and commented uh i don't know i just got a kick out of it and now i'm like well i should do it with another band too and uh you know i i, I don't know it's just uh i guess it, i like it because it removes a lot of the decision making for what i have to listen to at the gym every morning because i'm gotcha. like okay well this album's next you know but <laughs> i don't know i i'm 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 an enthusiast by nature, kind of like I was talking about with TV, where it's like I gotta like gear up to start a show because I know yeah. I'm gonna like go all in on it. Like I want to know every like nook and cranny about the show and the story. Like you know, so you know those like really high concept shows like Game of Thrones, where I can really like you know yeah. really like lose myself and immerse myself and like all the the byzantine detail and things like that uh, i guess i have kind of a collector's mentality maybe too where it's like you know like i don't want to just be like oh yeah that band rocks i want to be like oh that band rocks because x y and z and that album's pretty good but this album is the one i really love and it's just you know i really liked being able to you know enjoy stuff at that you know kind of more intimate level i guess um yeah you know and it's not like i i'm not like a I don't consider myself like a music expert. You know, I, I listen to a lot of music. I think of my Spotify raps that I was like in the top 2% of like listeners <laughs> in terms of time, like worldwide or whatever. But oh, it's wow. like, I don't think that I have like a super sophisticated, like, you know, taste for it necessarily. Like, uh, I don't think uh, saying I'm not a big Nickelback fan or I think five finger <laughs> death punch sucks. Like, I think, I don't think that makes me an elitist or anything like, you know, uh, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty widely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's yeah. like, I like, you know, plenty of things that are like popular and, you know, right. Uh, and I like some stuff that's like flat out, not cool. Like I like, I listen to a fair <laughs> amount of power metal, which okay. or as I call it, or as I call it, dork metal like i have a very <laughs> a well curated dork metal playlist uh you know that is like kind of a guilty pleasure but you know you crank it up when you're by yourself uh in the car on a long drive and you know it'll get you to the show but is dragon um, force yeah in considered power metal uh i would say so um yeah. they're they've got one song on my dork metal playlist for sure and i definitely like dug the shit out of them yeah uh back when i was like in college and we were like playing like guitar hero and rock band right. and shit um, yeah. but uh yeah no they're they're you know they're as dorky as dork metal gets almost so <laughs> um i'm trying to think of like 
what your original like uh question was like why did i start doing this so like um i don't know i just i started doing it with iron maiden and i kind of enjoyed it and then i figured oh, i'll do it with other band and you know that they, they don't have to be like niche bands or anything like i did like kill switch engage and like mastodon and mm -hmm. um and over time as i did it i started writing more and more because right. i like um i don't know it's just one of those things that I've always kind of been good at. Um, and I don't get a lot of practice in like my day-to-day -day life, just writing stuff. So like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I just enjoy like, you know, putting the thoughts that I have, you know, while I'm at the gym, you know, about a certain album or a certain band, I like putting it on paper and, you know, it, really, I don't expect to anybody else to pay it too much mind on facebook or anything like that but if anybody <laughs> that way but hey if someone else is a fan too then then they can comment and we can have a conversation about it or you know if you know if anybody else gets a kick out of it good for them but it's mostly just for me because i enjoy writing i enjoy talking about it and you know it's just it's the easiest place to put it so definitely uh, yeah like you know i just you know i kept it going and uh I'm actually kind of at a crossroads deciding what band to, to choose now. I did, uh, I did, uh, Coheed, Coheed right? and Cambria. Yeah. yeah which is the other than Iron Maiden, they're, they're my favorite band. Uh, I guess I would probably put Coheed number one, honestly. Right. Oh, um, but like, but there's a lot of Iron Maiden in Coheed. Yeah. Um, you know, they cover the trooper and actually the first time I saw them, they were, they were touring with Iron Maiden back in 2012. Mm. Um, yeah. I saw them both in Denver. Um, it was funny because, like, my girlfriend at the time, like, you know, she didn't give a shit about Iron Maiden, but we both liked <laughs> Coheed. So I'm like, yeah, this will be fun. We'll go to this concert. And then, like, Coheed played for half an hour. And then Iron Maiden was out there for, like, two hours. And I'm geeking out. And she's just got her arms folded. And she's, like, <laughs> rolling her eyes at me so hard. Oh, um, that's funny. But, yeah, no, I did Coheed. Um, and I did, I did, like, a... I did a post for every album for them. So I, I really blew it out with them, but I'm actually at a crossroads for what band I want to do next, because I've been just catching up on like new releases from the past year that I, I missed and like kind of, you know, diving into more current stuff. Right. Um, so I guess if anyone's listened to this and has a band, they want me to, to dissect, you know, feel free to shoot me a message. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that you have gotten um, requests in the past, and uh, you've kind of brought this up a little bit, but this one cracked me up. And he was very persistent. And uh, that's Red James when it came to uh, Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was at least once a week that he was saying, you know, when are you going to put out your Nickelback list? And I did. I, I yeah. gave the people what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Th that's what you do, man. You give them what they want. You keep them happy. Yeah. You know, I will say this. <laughs> uh, when i was in high school i before like when i was like just getting back into being a wrestling fan i went on like you know the like the early days of youtube and i uh -huh. watched this backyard wrestling wrestling video that had uh nickelback's uh if everyone cared as like the background music and man i felt that shit like i was <laughs> The guys doing emerald flosions and their homemade rings in the backyard like yeah. during that <laughs> Yeah, it spoke to me. So, you know, I'll give we'll give the devil their due. <laughs> Do you play any instruments? No, no. I I learned a little bit of guitar back at the end of college, you know, like the, you know, you know, 
uh gae chords or whatever you know mm-hmm. and I, I learned uh i actually had an electric guitar briefly um and uh, so i could play like you know a lot of the basic power chords i could play paranoid uh by black sabbath um, okay. and get through most of the solo i kind of had to fudge it a little bit um but you know it's a really simple song and stuff um yeah i could learn you know little you know riffs and basic songs and stuff like that but i haven't played in you know probably 10 years so no no, i don't play any instruments long (laughs) answer to a short question (laughs) it's all good man you know uh uh, it's music it's an international thing you know it's something that we can all enjoy and uh you know i i know that there's another guy that you uh actually we talked about this a little bit y'all talked about doing your own show together um i talked to him about that a little bit too um I would love to hear you and Thrash talk about music. Oh yeah, it, it, you know he he gets it. You know we're we're yeah. on the same wavelength when it comes to you know just how we think about yeah music and like the atmosphere and just kind of the you know the feelings it evokes in us. And um, you know he's he's I, I consider him much more of an expert than I am. Like he's like you know has worked at record stores and played a little bit and you know it was a lot more i consider him a lot more knowledgeable about you know metal in particular than i am but um yeah, yeah he's a good dude and i don't know i think we recorded like four episodes and you know the, the i don't know what happened to the audio on those but maybe someday <laughs> they'll make their maybe someday they'll make their way into the public That'd we've be talked cool. about we've talked about reviving it um yeah. but uh no no immediate uh immediate concrete plans unfortunately well dude if y'all need help getting that out there i'm here to help man that's all i gotta say because i'd love to hear it i appreciate that my man i i'm I'm guessing just from what i'm hearing uh you know metal is your probably your main genre is there any other genres of music that you like to listen to man i i always say like i like anything that i can play like loud with guitars okay Um, so like i you know i have a uh uh big like pop punk soft spot too um you know my first like favorite band honestly was like red hot chili peppers really um yeah i did a breakdown on i did a full discography breakdown uh over the summer on them um you know i'm a big fan of like all of their john frusciante uh output is 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 the best in my opinion but there's a lot of other stuff that's worthwhile too with them but um you know, uh, my for a long time, my third favorite band. I, I was I always put like Iron Maiden and Coheed at, at one and two in some order. But mm-hmm. um, I uh, I love the band Brand New, uh, more of a you know kind of uh, emo alternative rock yeah. uh, vibe. There, I saw them in Dallas back in like I think twenty seventeen. They were fucking awesome. But um, yeah, and they you know really evolved like over the course of their uh five albums from like uh you know just kind of pop punk to like kind of modern day like pixies sort of sound so yeah yeah, but they're a band i uh i enjoy a lot i always have to mention you know when i'm talking about my favorites um so yeah anything loud with guitars um you know I'm, i'm pretty amenable to okay yeah i mean I, I'm kind of like that. I I like all types of music. I can talk to you about rock. I can talk to you about rap. I can talk to you about, I, I actually, 
can even do a little bit of uh, opera myself. Uh, I don't oh, sing sweet. it, but you know, I, I I like listening to it and classical music because I know that that's where you know um, kind of metal stems from classical music. You know, a lot of it. You know, a lot of the you know musicians are are classically trained. You know, yes. it's why why every Iron Maiden song is in the key of E minor, basically. You know, yeah. and obviously outside of metal, like you know, I guess you know mainstream metal you know obviously like eddie van halen kind of set the template of like you know the classically trained yeah pop musician you know yeah well I, so uh, eddie van halen he was probably so van halen is probably one of my uh early starts into you know some of your like your your hard rock into your uh your heavy metal and stuff like that because i just sure. love the way that he played guitar and for many years uh I, I use this because, uh, you know, I, I love music. I play music. I was raised around it and everything. And uh, I loved what he said. You know, there's seven notes in the musical alphabet. Use them however you want. Mm -hmm. And so that always stuck with me, um, especially when I was a teenager, you know, and I'd be playing the guitar and stuff, you know, and you just come up with stuff because it, and he was very much an inspiration when it came to that. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I have a hard time thinking of anybody like more influential in yeah. terms of like modern, you know, especially rock music, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. like, I don't know if he is like the greatest guitarist, but he is certainly probably he's up there in terms of, in terms of impact. You yeah. Know, he, I don't think there's anybody who could top him just by, by just the sheer number of people who, tried to play like him or right. pattern themselves off of him. You know, it's, right. I, I read it. I read one time it was like the, this author rewrote like, you know, Jimi Hendrix is the greatest guitarist of all time, but Eddie Van Halen's probably the most important because no one could figure out how to rip Jimi Hendrix off. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Jim, I mean, the dude played with his mouth, you know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah. he was very, yeah, he, he, he's playing a, you know, right-handed guitar, left-handed, you know, exactly. like fundament, fundamentally, like it just it's didn't not hurt. something, it's not something you, that you could teach an, an average person to try to emulate or play like, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I actually went through a, I guess we all do that. I went through a phase to where all I listened to was like Jimi Hendrix and, uh, you know, and man, I, I, I love just, I'll get into a, a groove to where all I'll listen to is one kind of music. And um, I, I'm guessing, you know, like with what you're saying, you uh, you go into a band and then you just go through every album. I haven't went that far, but there I will go to like one person or one genre and I'll stick with that for a while. And I Jimi Hendrix one was probably one that I had the most fun with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a like a golden like age and and period of, yeah. of rock music. Obviously, you know, so much groundbreaking stuff, and it's like it's some of it like some of the songs like you know you've heard them so many times, or even yeah. if you haven't, it feels like you have because like it sets the the template for so much of what you know we still listen to today, like fifty years later. You know, right. Hello everybody, I apologise for butting in on what you're listening to, but I wanted to introduce you guys to a brand new podcast called the Tiger Nexus Podcast. I'm Ty Tiger and I'm the host. 
I'm mostly known for the Tiger Tales YouTube channels where you'll find stories and fan fictions that I write and read to you guys. I'm also a co-founder of the Three Range Bro Studios, but I wanted to dive in into this whole podcasting thing. I'm a content creator and I adore making content of all sorts of varieties and I want to interview people that enjoy and make content as well and we're talking about all sorts of things from TikToks to YouTube to story writing to storytelling, podcasts, movies and TV shows, all forms of content you can think of I want to interview people about. So there's going to be lots of different variety. So make sure you check out the Tiger Nexus podcast on YouTube and Spotify. So I do kind of want to switch things over here a little bit because I do want sure. to kind of talk about the, the wrestling side of things. What? As well. All right. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so I, I've got to see you wrestle, you know, quite a few times, uh, especially here lately in uh, Diamond State Wrestling. And, um, you know, uh, you've had some some killer matches that that ladder match, the triple threat ladder match uh, that I, uh, I think that was at the last show, man, that was uh, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it's been a long time since I had done a ladder match. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I, I had wrestled Malico at WCWA. That uh, same building, right? No, that was uh, at this, I think it was a skating rink or something. Okay. It was at their their first show that was called The Purge, I think. Uh, okay. um, the second Purge show was at the uh, at the, the soccer complex there. Uh-huh. Um, this was, uh, I can't remember the exact date. I want to say maybe in 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wrestled uh, Magnificent Malico uh, in a match that was, it was just a regular match, but it was like their hardcore rule show. Okay. And, and we used the ladder pretty extensively in ours, but I, it had been quite a while since I had a uh, a true like ladder match, you know, climb and take the belt down sort of match. <laughs> um, so my main objective, honestly, in that was to just not get hurt. I was coming off a, uh, 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 an injury to my chest and shoulder. I'd, I'd done some kind of, you know, strain uh, to my pec and I had a pinched nerve in my intercostals that like took me out of the gym and out of action for about three weeks. Mm. So that was like uh, coming off of that. So I was still uh, kind of getting back in condition uh, and uh, mostly just wanted to like not get seriously hurt, you know, <laughs> um, but no, it was good. I mean, obviously nasty and, and, and uh dust out i'll just i'm always gonna call him dusty obviously nasty <laughs> and dusty are always uh you know they're uh i've enjoyed you know working with both those guys previously and you right know, it, it was pretty easy to put it together with them uh once we started you know kind of spitballing ideas and uh no one got hurt and i think we had a decent little match and obviously i'd wish that at fucking William Blackwell hadn't come out and you know, <laughs> fucked me over at the end there, and I'd be the Diamond yeah. State champion. But yeah. you know, yeah. I, I'll live to fight another day. Yeah, the United—they've always got to get right in the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so actually, one of uh, the first match that I ever watched of yours was, you know, obviously at the in Bentonville whenever you faced uh, Duke Cornell uh, yeah, in the, yeah. the main event. And still one of my favorite matches that I, that I've watched, you know, that was a, that was a great one. It got me wanting to see more when it came to independent wrestling. And, um, 
but whenever I started like going online and I was looking up some of your matches, I actually had found a couple of the ones that you and uh, Xander had done, you know, and I think uh, there was some were like uh, the one that I saw was the one where you, you threatened his wife, I believe it was. Uh, okay. Was that, yeah. the, that was, uh, that was WCWA, wasn't it? Yeah. So that yeah. was the triple threat with Mecha Wolf then maybe. Yeah. 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 I believe so. And okay. uh, man, the, the storylines in that was, was so good, you know, I mean, and uh, I, I've seen quite a few different ones that you've done that uh, storyline. Great. Another one that I wanted to bring up was uh, you actually sent me the match uh, on uh, Facebook and you told me that I needed to pack a lunch uh, because uh, it was a long one. And it was the one between you and John Bloodworth at uh, OKX. Yeah, John Cross. Or, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Back, back, in, yeah. back in 2019. What did I say? John? Okay. Yeah, John Cross. Yeah, you yeah. used his real name. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> John. John Cross is retired. Yeah. John Bloodworth lives on. Yeah. Uh, I think actually, guru, I motivated. asked him that. In fact, I was like, do you want to go by John Cross or do you want to go by John Bloodworth? Because I had him on the show and he was like, man, I don't care. <laughs> well, I, the joke with John is that like his real name is cooler than his shoot, his, his, his gimmick name. Like right? he, his name is John Bloodworth. That's pretty yeah. badass. And he's yeah. going with John Cross, you know? So I know I got his side of the story when it came to uh, him preparing for that match. And uh, you guys put a lot into that. Um, well, maybe, uh, you know, kind of go back into that uh, and tell me, you know, what uh, what was going through your mind uh, leading up to having that match? Because I know you guys wanted to put a lot into this. Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, uh, I want to go back to something you said Um about the Duke Cornell match, about how it was your first exposure to indie wrestling and it made you want to see more. And like, okay, I can't thank you enough for saying that. Cause to me, that is like, that's the highest compliment that I can get is that, Hey, I've never been to one of these before, mm-hmm. but I want to come back and see more of it. And that's the way, like, that's the way I feel like I wrestle every match yeah. um, is because I know that, chances are it's going to be somebody's first indie wrestling show. And I can't tell you how many times I hear stuff like that. at like when I'm at the merch table at intermission and people come up and like, wow, I've never been one of these before, but this is incredible. Or that was amazing. And like, we'll definitely be back. And like, you know, to me, that's, that's why I got to work so hard is because like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's imagine if you'd gone to like that show and like the main event, you know, was, fucking awful and boring like you know (laughs) like we we probably aren't having this conversation now you know and exactly um you know not that like i have to like i'm not going to take stupid risks i think i'm a pretty smart wrestler in terms of you know i don't i don't do stupid deathmatch shit and i don't get dropped on my head unnecessarily or anything like that but it's like i want to have a a high quality product that will make someone want to come back and see more so uh, yeah thank you for for uh the that tremendous compliment there um yeah. anyway back to to okx um and it's wild to think how long ago it was at this point you know we're we're coming up on uh i guess it'll be five years uh in may of that match and um that match was tremendously uh important to me um from like uh a confidence perspective because so uh, I, I had spent the first f- 
five years uh, of my wrestling career as a tag team performer uh, mm-hmm. with my my best friend Graham. Yep. And um, in like 2017, in 2018, I split off. You know, uh, amicably. You know, there's just you know kind of life situation stuff kind of necessitated it. But like, we both kind of did our own thing and. Right. Um, you know, 17 and 18, I, I was getting myself into a lot better physical condition and finding myself, you know, as a singles wrestler. Um, but I'd never like been like a company's, you know, world heavyweight champion or heavyweight champion or even mm-hmm. held a singles title at that point. Um, I think the word was like getting around that like, hey, Luke's turning himself into a pretty damn good wrestler, you know, but no one had ever like <laughs> no one had ever said like hey we want to you know build a show with you in the main event or hey we have this main event idea for you or anything like that so like when uh jd uh and alex approached me with this okx idea and uh jd was the first one to to pitch to me i I think we were in um i can't i can't remember we were uh, not in tulsa but somewhere in eastern oklahoma for a wfc show and okay um, and, uh, they came to me before the show, JD came to me and was like, Hey, we got this idea and this is what we want to do for the main event. You versus John cross and John had been retired for two years, um, at that point. And, uh, like kind of right away, I was like, Oh, you know, shit, you know, just, um, Big just deal. because like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, you know, big deal in quotes because you know it's it's yeah. it's independent wrestling. But to me, it was like okay, these it's guys a compliment. Kind of, yeah, exactly. These guys have this grand idea, and they think that you're the guy who can help. You know, help capitalize on it and help help right. you know make make it the event that they see in their mind's eye. You know, yeah. Um, and no one had really kind of put that faith in me before, so I felt a tremendous amount of pressure to not just have a good match um and, and like be in great you know physical shape and you know look like a main eventer and stuff mm-hmm. uh because i was already in, in pretty damn good shape you know going into you know when they approached me but like i i just remember thinking like this show has to succeed it has to sell out it has to generate a lot of attention a lot of buzz and the match has to be great because yeah. if none of the if if I don't check all of those boxes, then I have failed as a main eventer, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. and and in retrospect, probably too much pressure on myself because like the draw was John. People were excited to see John come back because John had the history as a main event guy and in, in you know Northeast Oklahoma there and had a lot, uh, you know, a lot of you know, buzz just for his comeback. Like they probably could have stuck anybody in there with John and, and it would have been exciting. Mm -hmm. But, um, for me, it was very much about proving myself as like a main event caliber player. Um, and, uh, ultimately uh, I think the show was an enormous success. It was, the show was really long. The match was really long, but honestly, I don't think I can't think of anything that I would cut in the match. Truthfully. I think, I think we delivered on the big fight feel that we, we, we were able to manufacture. And uh, I think John probably talked about, you know, some of the vignettes and storytelling things that we did, but like, right. Ultimately, like 
we did a lot of cool vignettes and character stuff, you know, to kind of build hype. And there was an amazing hype video that got made for it. But like, to me, it was a really simple sports-based story and that it was, you know, it's two fighters who are fighting to see who's the best at fighting, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Every, John, everyone says you're the fucking best, but you know what? I'm really the best no one realizes it yet and i'm gonna beat you to fucking prove it and show people you know um yeah and i i remember i think i'll tell a little story here because like uh you know alex was hyping me up the whole time like during the show and before the show and like you know you know when earlier in the show i'm kind of pacing stretching you know like just kind of getting in the zone um and alex is just like you feel good i'm like yeah i feel good and he's like you're the man and I was, I think I said something like, you know, like, we'll see when this is over. Um, and then uh, I got to the back and, you know, everyone's, you know, dab me up, give me love or whatever. And uh, I remember like Alex, you know, we were talking a little bit and then I was, uh, I remember saying something to like, uh, okay. And yes, I am the fucking man. You know, <laughs> something, something like that. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it makes me sound like a, fucking egomaniac saying it now <laughs> but like in, in the context of the previous conversation not so much but like um yeah man that that, that whole match and that story it, to me it was very uh it, it was just kind of a personal you know uh a personal challenge to to prove that i could be a main event guy that i could carry a big match on a big show and yeah people would care and invest in it and uh I never fucking looked back, man. Like, I mean, like that, uh, I, I mean, uh, I think, you know, the attention, like it helped, you know, booking, you know, cause people started booking me in more main events and for singles titles and stuff. But it just like, as a performer, I could just, I could go into any show knowing like, dude, you wrestled for almost 45 minutes, yeah, you know, in a really intense, you know, it's very, a confidence builder very exactly a very yeah. demanding match you know what can't you do you know right. and um yeah it, you know it was a a great uh experience uh challenged me uh, as a performer and as a person and uh, a great growth experience so yeah um uh, i feel like you know like a kind of a jerk you know spend so much time talking about something that was almost five years ago but it really was a <laughs> an important part of my development uh as a wrestler and i think the the guy that you see now that you became a fan of like he kind of like he emerged from his cocoon in that okx match i feel like yeah yeah well i mean and now you're you're the mid-states heavyweight champion you know again you know i mean you, you have you have come i think actually whenever i first met you you were the mid-states heavyweight champion or no yeah, no, no i'm sorry it was the it might have been wfc uh champion it was one of the two of right. yeah yeah because i defended the wfc heavyweight belt against uh against duke at that show that you saw yeah, okay okay yeah that's what it was and uh i mean you've held titles all over the place you know you've been uh doing all kinds of great stuff you know and um mid-states you know they are booming i mean i i've been watching everything that they're doing you know i think they just had y'all had had a show in st joe you have them in springfield you have them in harrison and they're just mm -hmm. growing so much it's it's amazing to see what they're doing over there 
Yeah, and, and Mid-States is always going to be special to me because I had my very first ever wrestling match uh, for Mid-States in okay. Harrison, Arkansas on June 4th, 2011. Um, and like, yeah, they're, the business they've been doing the last several years has been phenomenal. Um, right. Springfield always sells out. The The show we had up in St. Joe, uh, my last show of 2023, uh -huh. standing room only, great crowd a lot of like hometown uh support for some of the talent on the show which is always great it was electric in there right uh and harrison you know home base like they promote those fairgrounds and and the fairgrounds are always packed and yeah you know it's a credit to uh to jason the the mm -hmm. promoter jason jones he truly is the hardest working man in professional wrestling and him and his crew they do such a great job uh promoting uh you know, whatever town Miss States is running in, yeah, um, it, it's uh, a privilege to to get to represent that company as their champion uh, for the second time now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know Jason uh, is probably he was one of the hardest ones uh, for me to schedule an interview with. I think because he's just such a busy guy. He's always hustling. <laughs> he is. He's always doing something. And uh, I, so I didn't even, I didn't know that he did like the, uh, the slap fights and stuff like that as well until I had him on the show, but man, he really does. He, he's, he's a part of every, He's got his hand in everything. Oh yeah. If, if there's a, an opportunity, he'll, 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 he'll explore it certainly, but I, I can't speak to the slap fighting. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not my scene. Yeah. It's uh, I, I don't know how that um, is legal. I guess you could say, cause you know, all this stuff with concussions, yeah, I mean that's a direct blow to the head. So I, hey, consenting adults, man. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's true. You know, I mean they they sign that line. They're you know in their own hands. Well, you know, I can't cast too many stones because you know, yeah, like get getting letting letting someone like slam you into a pile of thumbtacks doesn't yeah. sound super smart either so <laughs> but but here we are yeah this is true this is true hey listen my name is a crown and if you enjoy fan fiction be sure to check out the author's crown we have stories from all kinds of franchises like dc power rangers and transformers but wait there's more we also do original crossovers you didn't know you needed Head on over to YouTube and search for the Author's Crown today. Uh, there was another name that you brought up that I had on. Uh, it was right around, actually, uh, it was a year ago today is when the episode dropped, and that's Alex Royal. Um, oh, sweet. Great guy. Um, you know, I met him through uh, Tim, and Tim was like, you should get him on your podcast. And so I reached mm -hmm. out to him, talked to him. Love his podcast. I would I would love for it to come back. You know, I think he's told me that he's got plans for it to come back and everything. But he kind of has a similar format to what I do here. But yeah, I love watching what he does. I've had him on the show. I actually did a Christmas episode because I know and I know how much he loves Christmas. And I actually had him tell a Christmas story on my show. So yeah, love Alex Royal. Yeah, Alex is a good dude. We've uh really uh formed a nice friendship uh in the wake of okx you know yeah. getting to know him as part of that process and uh he's always uh one of my favorite people to crash with on the road and just stay up and bullshit with and uh <laughs> yeah he, he, i i really 
like talking with him because he's very detail oriented. Yes. Um, like a lot of the, the little character moments in a match, uh, he, he pays a lot of attention to those. And uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's nice to, you know, as, as I said, I'm an enthusiast and I like getting into things at the smallest, you know, detail possible. And yeah. uh, he's, he's like that in a lot of respects when it comes to putting his matches together and stuff. So it's always fun to talk wrestling and, and life with them. Cause he's a legitimately smart dude and, you know, yep. good businessman and yep. uh yeah just good dude to shoot the shit with always well i know whenever i had him on you know he even went into detail telling me about how he formed how he throws his punch in the ring you know how his drawback is from one person and his delivery is from somebody somebody completely different so i definitely see what you're saying whenever you say that he takes the little things and you know he he goes with the details and uh he he puts forth a great product yeah no doubt i did want to ask about this uh so when you had when you were on his show and uh, you talked about the um you worked at dairy queen and you were talking about I, that was another thing <laughs> you guys actually went into detail about how to make that little curl on the top of the ice cream code <laughs> yeah the, i guess i got that kind of calls back we were asking about my first truck and you know that's that's yeah. what i spent all my dairy queen money on um yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, that, that's what you do, like, day one at Dairy Queen is you make the ice cream sandwiches, because uh -huh. um, that'll let you practice the curl, and if you mess it up, it doesn't matter, because you're just going to put the top cookie on, you know? Right, um, right. But yeah, I mean, uh, I could probably still do it, I think, with, uh, you know, with a non-Dairy Queen machine, like, yeah, you know, I used to... You know, like going to like Jason's Deli and stuff for like lunch because they had the free soft serve machine. You could kind of help yourself there at the end. But uh, I, I don't really make a habit of uh, eating a lot of soft serve ice cream these days, which is hopefully evident. But uh, <laughs> definitely, I, 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 I'd wait. I'd wager that uh, I could probably still make the curl uh, on muscle memory. Probably there you go. So outside of music, uh, do you have any hobbies? Um. I mean, I, I, I think I'm just kind of a normal dude in terms of, you know, I like, uh, I really like sports. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of sad to see football season kind of coming to an end, excited for the playoffs, but, yeah. uh, you know, my, my downtime when I'm not watching wrestling, uh, you know, uh, these days it's usually, you know, watching football, you know, I'm a big fan of a lot of like, uh, you know, football and basketball podcasts. I uh, actually yeah. got a chance to catch a uh, OKC Thunder game uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, cool. I was down. Uh, yeah, I was down. I, I did extra work for AEW uh, on their Dynamite uh, there in Oklahoma City, and okay. I stayed with my boy. I stayed with my boy Arthur, and the next day, and uh, caught a Thunder game with him. So that was cool. But oh, cool. yeah, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, I, I I just I like the the competition aspect and the strategy aspect. And, you know, it, it's uh, definitely one of those things that I uh, have a lot of interest in. Yeah. Um, but man, like, I don't know, in terms of like hobbies and stuff, it's like, you know, I've got my, my nine to five job and, you know, going to spend a couple hours in the gym every morning and, you know, and then, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I've got my, my social circle and, you know, girlfriend and stuff like that, you know, and like, there's plenty of big sky to watch. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 you know, always finding new activities and like stuff like that to do with her or, or my other buddies, you know, like, you know, I might, 
my probably my one vice, you know, I might have a cigar with the guys or something like that if I have a, a night off of wrestling or something like that. But oh yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, man, I don't know. I'm I, I feel like in civilian life I'm I'm pretty boring, but you know, I make up <laughs> I make up for it, you know, with uh with what I do on the weekends. Yeah. Well, I mean I I've heard a lot of people say this and uh li- I you said you've listened to some of these episodes that I have on here and uh your name actually comes up a lot when it comes to being people's favorite. If I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, you you've dropped me uh, a couple uh, of links when when I've been mentioned and uh I appreciate that cuz yeah. uh, I always I always love some of that sweet sweet validation but uh, <laughs> I always uh I take that as a tremendous compliment whenever uh, another wrestler says that uh, they enjoy working with me uh, uh, or that, uh, you know, they, they feel like uh, I can help them deliver as good a performance as possible. Cause that's what it's about. You know, it's, right. you know, it's, 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 it's about elevating each other and putting on the best show possible. Yeah. What would you say is probably one of your fate? What is your favorite feud that you've been in? Um, you know, I guess it's hard to call it a feud because it really only culminated in one match. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, the John Cross OKX build was really, uh, really enjoyable for me. Yeah. Um, I really liked, uh, what me and Sam Stackhouse just did recently at Mid-States Wrestling where he ended my first reign as the champion under, uh, you know, under dubious circumstances with a low blow. And then we had a rematch that went to a double count out and a big pull apart brawl. And then yep. we had a, a, a no holds barred match where I uh, was able to win my title back. I thought that was a nice little arc. Certainly um, me and uh, it's more, not really a feud, but more of kind of a standing rivalry, but me and uh, Colton Theron Vaught have had uh, a series of really good matches uh, in mid-states wrestling. And it's much more of like a sports space. Like these two are, you know, two of the best athletes and, you know, they're, you know, they're about as evenly matched as two guys can get in the ring. And it's always fireworks, but the matches have all like built on each on, on themselves really well, playing off the old history and stuff. So, yeah. Um, you know, I had a, um, I'll I'll give you one like kind of retro answer here and back okay. uh, tag team Luke Langley back in, uh, in toward the end of 2015 into 2016 I believe no excuse me uh, I think end of 2014 into the beginning of 2015 me and Graham uh, had a tag team feud in Lawton Oklahoma for a company called IZW uh-huh. uh, and we feuded with the tag team called the Old School Studs. Uh, Gary Tool, who's one of the, like the best like true vets in wrestling in terms of like actually providing like helpful guidance, and then uh, Randy Price, who uh, I am not sure if he is still active wrestling. He moved down to I think I think Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, from Oklahoma, and I think he was a little active down there, but I've not seen him pop up super recently. But yeah. uh Randy Price was always a super underrated, really, really great wrestler in his own right. And we had a series of matches uh with those guys um that uh that I think hold up uh well even today, uh, especially our uh lot and street fight where we uh started the pay-per-view and then brawled out of the arena and then brawled back into the arena later to finish <laughs> finish the match like an hour and a half later. 
So, yeah, uh, I think that's still on YouTube. Uh, if you want to search uh, Casey Wolves versus old school studs street fight, you could probably find it still. Okay. I, I was just about to ask you, do you have that on your YouTube? It's not on mine, but I'm pretty sure you can still find it. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely have to look that one up. That sounds like that'd be a fun one to watch. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to see me fight in a tattoo parlor and a burger king, <laughs> then uh it, it's the match for you All it's right. not even it's not even like like in shape badass luke like you see now but it's still a good match so don't <laughs> hold that against me definitely not no i i did actually run across uh maybe you posted it but i saw some pictures of you like when you first started and everything and i do have to say you have put a lot of work into uh you know Uh, keeping yourself in shape and everything compared to whenever you first started, man, you, you look awesome. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. So we're kind of coming up close to a close on here. I've just got a few more questions that I wanted to ask you and everything. Um, do you have any advice for somebody who's maybe just starting out? Uh, just starting out as a pro wrestler. Yes. Um, so the last guy who asked me this, uh-huh. got like a 25 minute answer so let me try to edit myself slightly yeah you're good um, but yeah i would say this um get around as many good wrestlers as possible yeah uh because i know that what hindered my development was that like me and graham didn't really have like an, any kind of established local scene here in Kansas city. There was like one company Metro pro wrestling and they stopped running regularly shortly after I started wrestling. So mm. um, uh, they would come back later on, but like we didn't really have like any like good vets to rely on. So we pretty much just had to go out and get booked anywhere we could and honestly, we just kind of sucked for a while. Um, and, and just, but we, you know, you still got to get yourself reps. So, yeah, um, if you can get around talented wrestlers, guys who you see them and their matches are always good, and you can pick their brain, and or if you have a, you know, if they're involved with the wrestling school, that you can work out with them regularly. Where they'll, you know, that that's one of my favorite things about. Uh, you know, where I'm at in wrestling now is that uh, I'm part of the uh, KC Pro Wrestling Academy up here in Kansas City, and uh, I lead class there on Wednesday nights. And, like, uh, it's just a great, like, thrill to me to be able to try to, like, impart knowledge that I wish someone would have given me a lot earlier on, you know? Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, just, I would say get around wrestlers who are actually talented guys who like look good you can look at their matches and be like man that looks like something i could see on tv let me see what that guy's doing you know not that you have to take every piece of advice you know because you got to find what works for you you know yeah um, but the more talented wrestlers you're around and the more you can get in the ring with them the better it's going to make you um i will also say like just take any booking you know uh, I mean, obviously don't like let someone exploit you, you know, right. make you do dangerous stuff, you know, or anything like that, you know, but like, just, you need to get reps in front of uh, a crowd as much as you can, just because 
you have to develop that confidence as a performer. You know, you yeah. have to like, you're always going to have a certain amount of, of butterflies, you know, and, and to this day, like I've been doing it for, you know, it'll be 13 years this summer. And like, I still get a little nervous before my music hits just because like, you know, yeah, definitely. That, that's, that's, that's the thrill of it, you know, but like, um, you've got to be able to like, just find yourself, like try different shit in front of different crowds and see what works for them. You know, like, that's like why you see me like in my matches, I like hit a drop kick and yell, I'm a big strong man because like <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did it randomly and the crowd always came up and like now it's just a thing and they always react and I get, you know, but yeah. like you got to just get, you know, you, you wouldn't know if it works unless you are in front of a crowd every weekend trying something out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, get around good wrestlers, get as many reps as possible on any show. And then, uh, continue training like continue to get in the ring uh and train regularly even after your working shows like uh our wednesday night class we have a lot of participation from guys who are already like active working for several years but you, I, I know that for me i didn't start getting good uh or at least what i thought was good or, or i didn't start really significantly improving how about that until uh I had been wrestling for a couple of years, but then I started getting in the ring with Mike Seidel and Trevor Murdoch uh, yeah. when Murdoch had a school here in Kansas City for a summer. So that was back in 2016 and actually training in the ring with good, talented people two or three nights a week, even as a guy with, you know, several hundred matches under his belt already uh, yeah. was really vital in developing me. So long answer to a short question. My specialty. Good. I. Man, I I was work I was waiting on 25 minutes here, but that yeah, you was able to condense that down real good there. <laughs> with everybody that you've been wrestling with and all the different places that you've uh, been going, is there anybody that like you see that's somebody that we should be on the lookout for that's like up and coming? Okay, cool. Um let's see. Uh I'll try to like pick uh some guys from like different areas just okay. so uh i'm not like playing favorites or anything like that necessarily yeah uh we've got a really talented uh group of young guys here in kansas city um and these guys aren't these guys are pretty well established at this point so but hopefully i'm exposing them to new people if if they haven't seen them or heard of them or yet but we have a uh, the premier Campbell Myers and SK Bishop. They're a really great young tag team here in Kansas city. They've been doing it a couple of years and the, those guys are awesome, really hardworking, good dudes. Um, Kenny Alfonso has been doing it for several years, but one of the most naturally gifted pro wrestlers I've ever seen. He, I guess he's, he's probably been doing it at least five years at this point, but uh, you know, I've, I've got to see him from, you know, from the ground floor on he's, he's wildly talented and a great dude. Yeah. Um some newer guys uh, down in like Oklahoma, I think uh, uh, Cappuccino Jones yeah, uh, out of the Tulsa area. Like the dude just has it. Uh, never had a singles match with them. I think we interacted in like a four way pretty, pretty briefly, but like in the last year, especially I've just seen his natural presence really uh, develop in a way that I think is really special. And like some guys just are naturals at connecting with the crowd. And I think yep. he's uh He's one of those guys, certainly. Definitely. Um, also, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Handsome Scott Hansen. 
but he's uh, out of St. Joseph area in Missouri, but he's been uh, becoming a regular down at Mid-States Wrestling. Uh-huh. Really talented dude, uh, just super gifted physically. And uh, he was my last match of 2023, actually. I, I did my first defense uh, this time around uh, of the Mid-States uh, Heavyweight Championship. And, uh, you know, just a world of potential, great attitude, uh, quick learner, and, uh, you know, someone that uh, I think people should pay attention to. Awesome. Do you have any goals for this next year? I mean, this is the first episode that I'm doing of this year. Not so much. I, I know people do the um, every at the start of the year where they have their uh, they make a promise that they'll do something new and stuff. Do you have any goals set for you? You know, I, I in terms of like wrestling, I I don't have the expectation that you know I'm going to make this my full time career at this point, given my age and life circumstances. Uh, and I'm more than okay with that. Um, my goal, uh, I want to continue to develop myself physically, main, you know, continue to be in excellent shape, continue to deliver TV quality matches wherever I'm at. Uh, I would like to become a main event player uh, at Central States Wrestling, uh, our local fed here in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of good work there in the last year, and I think uh, I'd like to... Uh, to prove uh, that I can uh, run at the top of the card there, but obviously not entirely up to me, but that's just kind of a personal goal. Yeah. Um, I want to continue to grow our wrestling school here, uh, help get more students uh, and uh, develop the ones that we already have. I want, I I would say that's one of my primary goals is to get uh, our students, uh, you know, the wrestling regularly on shows uh, during this year um, the ones that are ready for it, the ones who've been in training for a bit. Um, I'd like to get them actually booked in front of live crowds. Yeah. Um, uh, and continue to develop the, the teaching aspect there. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I feel like there was one other thing that, uh, I wanted to bring up, but no, I mean, I guess in, in ties in with the wrestling school, but most of my, I think of a lot of, uh, a lot of, what my place in wrestling should be and and is uh man i'm being super articulate with this um i just want to be the wrestler that i would have wanted to meet when i was new like whether it's having a match against me or training with me or asking me for advice like if i'm on a show with you like and being able to give like real constructive feedback like just being being like the veteran wrestler that would have helped me out in 2012 or 2013, you know, um, I think that is honestly probably the role that uh, would mean the most in the grand scheme of things. If I could like, you know, have a bunch of, you know, wrestlers and, you know, two or three or five years saying like, man, working with Luke Langley really helped shape me and, and, as a performer it made me a lot better like that would be a great legacy yeah definitely so do you have anything coming up that maybe you want to talk about oh sure let me get the old uh calendar out here uh <laughs> this uh coming friday i don't know when this will be released but january 5th uh i'll be in sand springs oklahoma for corporate wrestling their three-year anniversary show i will be taking on 
one Mr. Nasty, who you are pretty familiar with. Yes. Um, January 13th, I'll be in Wichita for Heartland Championship Wrestling. Not sure what I'm doing yet there, but I'm sure it'll be awesome. That's always a great crowd. Um, uh, I'll be back at This Is Wrestling. I think they're in Claremore, uh, January 27th. And uh, if any wrestler is listening to this, uh, I should be doing a seminar earlier in the day as well. So if you want to come work out with me, okay. uh, you know, that that'll be uh, available. It'll be very reasonably priced. I promise. Yeah. And then, uh, the following day, January 28th, of course we have, uh, diamond state wrestling and, uh, I'll be running back a good match from last year with, uh, William Blackwell. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, and then, uh, going into February, uh, I'll be up in Iowa. I think Ames, Iowa for the hottest topic. Uh, that should be a lot of fun Friday show up there. Um, and then, uh, I'll be at, uh, mid States wrestling in some capacity in Harrison. I think they're running several shows that month, but, uh, and then I guess February 17th, I will be at, uh, central States wrestling for their, uh, 2024, uh, first show here in, uh, Lenox, the Kansas. So right, that's, man. uh, that's the immediate future for me. Uh, if you all want to check me out. All right. And if people want to follow you online, how can they do that? Uh, I'm just on Facebook uh, as Luke Langley. Uh, Pokemon profile picture month is over, so it's just a picture <laughs> of me again, so you can find me really easily. Uh, follow me there. Uh, add me as a friend, whatever. Um, that's where I'll, I'll publish all my musical opinions, so if that's important to you, that's that's where to find that. And then uh, on, uh, I guess it's X now, uh, I'm at Luke Langley MD, and on Instagram, uh, at Luke Langley MD as well. All right, man. Are you a big are you a big Pokemon guy? Uh, the first two generations. Okay. So Gen Gen one and Gen two were like really seminal experiences for me as a kid. But I never had a Game Boy Advance, so I, I could never get to like Ruby Sapphire. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like so that was like one of the things I did when COVID shut the world down in 2020 and I wasn't wrestling like, cause there were no shows for several months. Yeah. I went on eBay and I got like a used Pokemon red cartridge oh, because man, I had, I had, I had blue and yellow, uh-huh. but, uh, I got red so that I could finally complete the first 151 Pokedex. There you so go. Now I now I have complete Pokedexes on blue and red. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, my silver and crystal cartridges, like the internal battery that they use to keep track of time, those are long dead. So those games aren't usable for me anymore. But yeah, yeah, the first two gens, man, uh, I was all about it. I, I found a copy of uh, Blue the other day at one of our local game stores. And uh, I think they wanted like 60 bucks for it or something like that, which I mean, I guess that's not bad, you know, for for a game. But you, you go on, you go online, you can find it cheaper. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, they had the uh, the remakes there for like 20 bucks as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I bought one of the remakes of Crystal and it broke on me, actually. Like I was sitting there playing and all of a sudden I heard a pop. Oh, God, it just it fried and I have no idea why. So, uh you know, I, I kind of have been scared about buying some of those remakes anymore since then. But yeah, no, Blue, that scarce. was my that was my jam, dude. Hell yeah, <laughs> man! <laughs> I've had a great time talking to you tonight, and uh, I can't wait to see you uh, at Diamond State Wrestling and see you wrestle, and you know, maybe get you back on here again in the future. Yeah, I'd love to anytime, Jared. All right, you have a good night. All right, see ya. Hey, listener. 
This is a not paid for product placement for the Zero to Hero podcast. What do you if mean? If you not definitely paid? like what you're listening to now, come on over to the, the Zero to Hero podcast. Lights on, just anywhere you want to be able to find your podcast. That trash bills like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the, Amazon Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, which is still a little weird. For the two next two weeks. Come on over and enjoy yourself and listen to Billy and myself bicker, argue. And well, fight about a lot of things as we are the Bulk and School of Podcasting. How the hell am I going to Good luck out there and welcome back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my God, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers, or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately, then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris, and movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions, and we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Luke Langley. Man, it's really good to be back. I am very excited about the guests that I have coming up. I've got some really cool ones from all different walks of life. I've got people who have been in television and um, not just anime. Uh, I've got people who have been on uh, major TV shows that are coming up on this uh, next month that you're going to see. I've got all kinds of great guests. But thank you to Luke for being on the show again. Man, I really appreciate you coming back on here and talking with me. Uh, It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to have you on again here in the future. So I want to say thank you to my podcast networks, um, the OIW Podcast Network, the Zio to Hero Podcast Network, and the Avenue Podcast Network. hope you guys were able to find some really cool stuff on their platforms while I was away. They have amazing content, and you should really go out there and follow them and listen to the different shows that they have going on there. Um, Some of them I have been a part of uh, when it comes to Zio to Hero. Uh, Some of the guys who have created content on there, I've done some voiceover work for them. I've had them on the show. In fact, one of the people that I'm going to be recording with later in the month is the last of the three Ranger Bros studios, and that is Mark Uh, the Red Cornish Ranger, and I'm excited to have him on later on this month. But I've got some really good ones coming up, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. But make sure you go out there, and when you're waiting for new episodes, go follow my podcast networks that I'm a part of so you can find some other really great um, content as well. Also want to say thank you to D-Cure for creating my ending theme song. You've heard me talk about him for a long time now. I've been using that theme song for about a year. And uh, it was about this time last year whenever it uh, dropped on my show. And I'm still very excited to have it on there. Also want to say thank you to Original Geek Comics. I'm going to be doing some cool stuff with them in the next month. Uh, I might be doing some live stuff with them in the next month. Just stay tuned and you'll see some really cool stuff that's happening. I'll uh, announce it more once it gets closer. But um, uh, I'm, I'm really excited for 2024 and all the things that are going to happen. Um, so as you know, I've been a part of the Feedspot top dad podcasts to listen to. And I think I started out, it was like the top 60 list or something like that. And I started on that list at like number 30 or something. Then I moved up to like 24 and then I moved up to 22. Well, then I started moving back down the lists. And uh, so I didn't check it for a while. Well, a month or so ago, I checked it and I was at number four on that list. Well, 
Then I checked it again about the day before Christmas, and now I'm setting it number two. There's only one other podcast out there that uh, is ranked above me when it comes to Feedspot, and it's talking about dad podcasts to listen to. I'm right there, and it wasn't just... It was because of you guys that I was able to move that high up on the list. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who listens to this show and supports this podcast. You guys have been awesome, and I really do appreciate you. So if you guys want to follow me online where you can see all the different announcements that I will be having coming up, um, follow me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or I guess we call it X now, or Threads. Or I even have a Snapchat that kind of gives announcements out and stuff too. Follow me on any of those. You can find me. Just look up If You Give a Dad a Podcast in the search bar and you can find me there. You can also Google me and uh, should be the most of the first 10 to 15 results that you find should be me on there. So go follow me on all of that. That way you can stay up to date with everything that's going on with the show. You can also send me an email at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I love talking to you guys. I love interacting with you. Whenever people comment on my stuff, I try to comment back and interact with you. If you have somebody you would like me to bring on the show, hit me up. Let me see if I can get the person on there. I will see what I can do. I've been pretty lucky in the past ones that have been requested to be able to get them on the show. My last guest of the year was Travis Trueborn, and uh, he was a requested guest for the show. So, if you guys have somebody you want me to bring on, let me know, and I will try my best to get them on the show. Also, if you really like this, go out there and rate and review the show. That way people will know about it. The more people that actually give me a rating or a review, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody new. And the more people that listen to the show, the better. I love making this show, and uh, I love to see what you guys think about the show that I'm making Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Hit that notification bell wherever it is you're listening. That way you are notified when a new episode of iGadap is dropped. And as I've done before, I'm going to continue this because I love this little segment that I've come up with. And it is Billy's favorite part of the episode. You hear me say that. And it's because the reason why I say this is because every time I make this, when it gets to this point of the show, I get a message from Billy. Uh, from Zeoda Hero, the podcast, every time saying, Jared, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to punch you in the face. Or he's just like, God, Jared, why do you make those dad jokes? It's killing me. So that's the reason why, if you hear me say, Billy's favorite part of the episode, that's what I'm talking about. And, uh, well, it is time for the first one of the year. It's time for Dad Joke of the Week. Where can you take someone who was injured in a peekaboo accident? The ICU. <laughs> My name is Jim. I'm here to translate for Billy. His anger has overwhelmed him. And today, you're going to find out what for. Sometimes I have a talk when I get too angry. Did you hear a dad joke? Yes. You have to blink if it was that bad. It's... He blinked a lot, everyone. He blinked a lot. It was bad. It was bad. I am so sorry. We should not be here. We need to leave. Sir, I'm calling the cops. You endangered this man's life multiple times. I'm calling the cops. Bye. See you later, Jared. See you next week. All right, you guys. I love you. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye.
I'm in my room rounded, but I got a podcast on. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, though we're blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Wait, 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 wait. Can you put a timer up here?